Kafbet Shavat Tafshin Pei coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Off of his album Shir Chadash with the Reb Shlomo Kabach classic Hashmini at Kolech opens things up here on this week's edition of the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network. We're here each and every Monday immediately following JM in the AM, 9 a.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Israel time around the world, whatever time you around the world, wherever you are, whatever time it is, that's the time we are on. I tried to do it quickly and it uh, backfired. And we thank you so much for joining us and making us a part of your week. And we ask you to tell others about the show. You can listen whenever you want on demand. You can download the show into your device when you're in a Wi-Fi area and then listen in the car or wherever you like. Not only that, not only that, but there is a podcast link which we'll uh, put up on our Facebook page. And if you don't have Facebook or you don't want to subscribe to our page why would anybody not want to do that uh, we'll send you, you can email us mayor at nachumsegel.com mayor, M-E-I-R at nachumsegel.com 
you can email us. We will email to you the link to the podcast so that it just automatically gets loaded into your device. It takes a little time to populate, but it usually comes up by the end of the day on Monday. So that's uh, just some of the ways you can be listening to this show, and we hope you do, and all the other great broadcasts on the Nachum Siegel Network. And speaking of the Nachum Siegel Network, oh my gosh, a humongousoid mazel tov to Lizzie Wallach and Yosef Siegel, who are a recently engaged couple. They are the children of... Miriam and Stephen, Miriam L. and Stephen Wallach, and Stacy and Nachum Siegel, respectively. A match made in NSN heaven, a match made in Nachum Siegel Network heaven. Miriam L. Wallach, of course, the uh, general manager of the network, Nachum Siegel, we all know, of course, as the voice of the Jewish world via the Nachum Siegel Network. May we all share many, many smachot together. Um, last week, on the other side of the spectrum, we lost um, somebody, uh, Yossi Gamzu, um, who, who um, Yossi Gamzu was a lyricist. Passed away last week. He wrote the lyrics for some very famous songs. For example, Hakotel, which we'll play later on. Yesh Anashim Imlev Shel Even Yesh Avanim Imlev Adam. That's in his song Hakotel. Bisharayach Yerushalayim. Zohi Yafo. Ganan Gidel Dagan Bagan. We'll play that one a little later as well. And uh, one of the songs he composed, a Yehoram Gaon classic, going back a, a, quite a while. So uh, we're going to play some of the songs during today's show in a tribute and memory of the lyricist Jesse Gamzu. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Shebagrusha yachor vehotzenu Et hazman al bitzot uchvishim Lo hayu chatichot bearatzenu Ach hayu yachabibi nashim Ach eifo, eifo hen habachuro Shibriya, 
Alhagoren et Pushkin. Vekaru et Halel, Obazman. Achkayom Sushone Beferushki. En Miyad Nigashot Lainyan. Yoram Gaon, singing uh, lyrics by Yossi Gams, who passed away last week, and we're playing some of his songs as a tribute and a memorial to him. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. You know, in Israel, there are big issues, and then there's small issues, but the, sometimes the small issues are just very cute. And this is one of them. So we're going to share it with you. As the elections are very close. I mean, uh, what is it, less than two weeks away or just about two weeks away? Every party is trying all kinds of gimmicks to get attention, to get people to to look at them, to like them. And uh, one of the gimmicks that uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu came up with that that caused somewhat of a furor in the Israeli media has to do with a Shabbat song, actually. So there's um, an Israeli journalist by the name of Yinon Magal, and he started a few years ago publishing every Friday, Thursday night, Friday, him singing a Zimmer for Shabbat. He was later joined by Erel Segal, who who is actually a, a musician, plays in a band, in addition to being a great journalist. And Shimon Ricklin, who is uh, also a journalist with uh, Arutz Esrim, who, um, it seems, plays guitar. And they got together and were doing also songs, and they invited people to join them and so forth. And the Prime Minister said, you know what, I'll join you. So, last week, sometime in the middle of the week, a video came out with the three journalists, Erel Segal, Yinon Magal, and Shimon Ricklin, sitting on a couch somewhere, starting to sing the song Shabachi Yerushalayim, which we will play right after we finish this little segment. And then suddenly, like when they're three words in, they're joined, you see in the video, the Prime Minister joining, sitting in the middle and, and singing together with them, and they sing the whole song together. Well, it was just a cute little thing, and the Israeli um, Public Broadcast Corporation, this is the new iteration of Israeli Broadcasting Authority, what used to be called Israel IBA, Israel Broadcast Authority, now it's called the Ta'agid Khan here, Kaf Aleph Nun. Erel Segal has a show during the week, a TV show on their television station. This is the public television station. It's supposed to be uh, a, a um, combination, a mixture, a rainbow of ideas and of opinions, right and left and and um, religious and non-religious and Eidor Mizrach and Ashkenazi it's supposed to represent everybody Erel Segal does a, um, a a show four times a week together with another fabulous um, religious journalist by the name of Kalman Lipskind we've mentioned both of these many times on the show they are amazing journalists so the Israeli 
Public Broadcast Corporation announces as this video comes out of Ariel said they didn't say anything. They just sang Shabachi Yerushalayim. The, uh, they come up and they announce that Erel Segal is suspended until further notice from his daily show on Israeli TV, Khan Echadisrei. I mean, the hypocrisy of the media is so well known, but sometimes it comes out in such obvious ways. There are commentators and news people, journalists on television, on Kanachadisrei, every single day, who express their opinions, who are biased, who show their bias in their reporting. Erel Segal is not even, in this case, considered a journalist. He's a commentator. He's an opinion person on Kanachadisrei. Everybody knows his opinion. He is a BB supporter. He was offered in a previous election, I think the first one of this cycle, he was offered a place on the Likud list and he turned it down because uh, he could be more effective as a journalist on the radio and on TV. Everybody knows who he is. He's not stating now some some sort of a new biased opinion and so forth, and yet they decided to suspend him until further notice. He does the show, with, as I said, with Common Leapskin, and Common Leapskin, he's a real, he's a gavra, and he's a mensch, and he announced that he's not doing the show, which is called, by the way, Kalman Segal, Kalman Lipskin and, and uh, Ariel Segal. He's not going to do the show until Ariel Segal is back. And it seems that the show has some decent ratings, otherwise they wouldn't keep him there. Just before we went on air, they announced that they had a hearing, and he'll be back on TV tomorrow, and everything is great. But it is so, to me, so telling and so typical of the left just deciding, setting up their own standards and applying them only when it's good for them. Okay, we're going to play for you this little clip. It's uh, about 40 seconds or so of the beginning of the song. And after like the third word, you'll hear, if you listen carefully, hopefully you can hear uh, Netanyahu's voice come in to the <laughs> to the to the song. And um, after uh, after this clip, We'll play for you a version of the song, of the actual song, not just the Prime Minister singing. Uh, but it's a little bit of a take on it. It's a reggae version of Shabachi Yushalayim. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Bye. 
מברכת אלוהים, שבחי, 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 אלוהייך ציון, שבחי עציון, ועכשיו עם הקצב הנכון, נרקוד, 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 נרקוד לקצב הנכון, נרקוד, 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 מברכת ציון, נרקוד, 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 נרקוד עד מחר, נרקוד, 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 זה לא מיוחד, שבחי ירושלים take on the song Shabuchi Yerushalayim, which was written by Eli, uh, Elihu, Med, Elihu Medina, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, it caused such a uh, flurry. There, by the way, there is a uh, a more conventional version of the song. You may know it, sung by Yehoram Gaon. Maybe we'll play it in a, one of the future shows. Um, so, there is something in the Trump deal of the century which uh, didn't get that much international coverage, but I think is a fascinating lesson in Arab-Israeli relations within Israel, meaning the Arabs that stayed in Israel in 1948 who did not run away and who currently live in Israel. Uh, Much is said about them Oftentimes it is said that, uh, first of all, they mainly, at least publicly, identify themselves as Palestinians, they uh, fly the Palestinian flag, they um, oftentimes are very against the state of Israel, they feel that uh, they don't want to live there, supposedly, they don't want to have to sing a national anthem, that uh, talks about um, the tikva of Jews uh, over 2,000 years, it doesn't speak to them, and so forth and so on, and people, of course, in uh, <clears throat> the leftists, uh, the anti-Israel, the anti-Semitic, the BDSs, all talk about uh, how Israel's an apartheid state, how they treat the Arabs, blah, blah, blah. Now, we know that that's not true. And we can speak as long, for, from, from here till doomsday, we can tell the world that it's not true that Israel has Arab Supreme Court justices and Arab doctors and Arab Knesset members, not only Arab. There's, there's um, in one of the previous elections, there were 15 Arab Knesset members. They may reach that uh, as well uh, in this election. They were like the third largest party in Israel. They're 20% of the population. So in this deal, in the deal, it was suggested, the possibility, that this area, an area of very dense Arab population in Israel, which 
which is sits along what was called the Green Line, the sixty-seven, the the forty forty-eight armistice lines, which separated Yudan Shamron, which was taken over by Jordan and Israel. So there's a group, a, a cluster, a, a line of of Arab villages, towns, cities that are along that, and it was proposed as a possibility that where Israel will receive sovereignty over certain areas that the Palestinian Arabs claim are theirs, Israel will have what they call land swaps and give to the Palestinian Arabs some land from the Israeli side of the border. And one of the suggestions is that this whole area of, uh, of towns be part of the Palestinian state. Here are these people who constantly are complaining that they're not treated right, that they don't want to live under Jewish um, uh, uh, under under the Jewish national flag and a Jewish national anthem and, uh, and so forth and so on, that they're discriminated against and so on. They will become part of the Palestinian state and everything will be great, right? They identify as Palestinians. They want to fly the Palestinian flag. They want to sing the Palestinian anthem, whatever it is. They'll be able to do so. The area, by the way, that we're talking about is in the lower Galil. It's known in general as um, the Mishulash, the Triangle. But that's like a little bit of a misnomer. The triangle, the Mishulash refers to, referred to in British times when the British were in control of Eretz Israel, the area between that the the area which forms a triangle between Shem, Jenin, and Tulkarim, three major cities, and there are many Arab towns, villages within that. But there are also we're talking about Baka el Garbia, we're talking about Umel Fachem and Arara and others that people who know that area are familiar with, these um, are not even within the Mishulash, but they they are near it and would literally be bordering the, um, the 67 lines. Well, you would think after all this talk that the Arabs would be delighted. The Arabs living in those villages under Israeli rule citizens of Israel would be delighted to now be citizens of their own independent state, the Palestinian state. I'm reading to you from uh, Khaled Abu Toame and Melanie Phillips, who've written on, uh, on this issue. Arab citizens of Israel who number nearly two million are up in arms about U.S. President, and that, that I, I don't think that was an intentional pun, uh, about U.S. President Donald Trump's plan for Middle East peace, which proposes including some of their communities in a future Palestinian state. Since the unveiling of the plan, thousands of Arabs have been demonstrating to express their rejection of the idea of placing them under the sovereignty of a Palestinian state. Oh my gosh! Here you've been screaming and yelling how terrible you're a victim. You're 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 under Israeli rule, and it's it's you 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 have to feel like a stranger. You're here. Go. You can become part of the Palestinian state. And now they're demonstrating publicly that they don't want. Trump's Peace to Prosperity Plan, that's what it's officially called, proposes land swaps that could include both populated and unpopulated area. It suggests that the so-called triangle area in Israel, as we explained, constituting, consisting excuse me, of several Arab communities, which largely identify as Palestinian, become part of the quote-unquote state of Palestine. And so why would they... Why would they be protesting? Well, it would seem that this would be a message to the world. That the Arabs that live in Israel, who have full rights, who can vote, who have freedom of speech and freedom of religion, 
would prefer to live in a Jewish state, a democracy, where they have full rights, rather than in their own national homeland, if you want to call it that. I don't, but they do. In their own national homeland, because they don't want to live under a dictatorship, because that's what any Arab country is going to end up being. Look at Gaza. They look at Gaza and they see Hamas' reign of terror. They say, "Why would we wanna? Why would we wanna live there?" The um, Melanie Phillips po- points out that recently, several students of the Al Najah University in Shechem, Nablus, in the Arabs call it, uh, were arrested by the Palestinian Authority security forces and brutally tortured. Arab students living in the disputed territories, she's quoting, can only envy Israeli Arab students who are free to hold political activities on Israel's campuses. Sometimes we think it's crazy, maybe it is, but the facts on the ground are that the Arabs that live in Israel have it better than any Arab in all the Arabs in any of the Arab countries. It's, um, I think, one of the most telling things that you can imagine when you have a group that keeps complaining and complaining and complaining that they don't have the opportunity to live in their national home And when they have the opportunity to do so, they choose to pick in the country that they're constantly complaining about. Well, some some cognitive dissonance, but I think this makes it very clear that the Arabs that live in Israel know how lucky they are. They know how blessed they are and um, would not want to go anywhere else in the Arab world. That should be a lesson for everybody, both the Arab world and the Western world. Take a look. What happens when you give them the choice? The Arabs choose Israel. We're uh, paying tribute to Yossi Gamzu, who passed away last week. Lyricist wrote the words to this famous song, Hakotel, for little stories of... uh, things that he saw at the Kotel soon after its liberation. Um, soon after its liberation in 1967 on Chafchet Iyar. Uh, the, the, uh, the composer of this song is Dubi Zeltzer and uh, the famous version of it, which we're going to play, is by Tzemed Darom. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Semedarom HaKotel here on the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network. An event taking place um, Wednesday, February 19th. If you're listening to this before that, then this could be of interest to you. Very short announcement. The Young Israel of Lawrence Cedarhurst is presenting an evening with Nitzana Darshan Leitner and Ben Brafman. Nitzana Darshan Leitner, I am telling you from my personal experience of her, having her speak for groups in Israel that I've uh, been with, as recently, I think, as what, last year or two years ago, she is an unbelievable speaker. Even more than that, she's an unbelievable person. Her organization, she started, she runs, called Shurat Hadin. I can't even begin to tell you how amazing the work that they do is. Defending Israel and um, protecting us, the Jewish people and the state of Israel, using the court system, using legal means, the legal profession to protect us and the... the, uh, Evening is called Defending Israel and Her Soldiers from War Crime Indictments, which is just one piece of what they do. And, of course, Ben Brafman, the famous defense attorney uh, here in New York, riveting, riveting uh, uh, presentation by Nitzana. She'll, I'm sure, discuss some of the um, projects that they worked on using the court system to... um, bring justice to terrorists or um, or help victims of terror get some compensation and so forth. These are some of the things that they do. She'll tell you stories that will just make you stand up and cheer. It's, uh, again, this Wednesday, February 19th, 8 p.m., Young Israel of Lawrence, Cedarhurst, 8 Spruce Street in Cedarhurst, Nitzana Darshan Leitner of Shurat Hadin and Ben Brofman. We are celebrating 
two anniversaries this uh, around this time this week. Tomorrow, this is astounding. This is really astounding. Forty years ago tomorrow, Chaf Gimel Shvat Taf Shin Mem, at three p.m. in Israel, on a barren hilltop where nothing could be seen for miles around. The cornerstone was laid for what was envisioned to be a city which is going to be called Ephrat. Who participated? Well, I'm, I'm reading the invitation that appeared in the newspaper. Ministers of the government, rabbis, Knesset members, Im Harav Shlomo Riskin, which is interesting. I never heard that name. That the, he he named his movement Reshit Geula, the beginning of redemption. and those Israelis who who also signed up to live in uh, in Efrat in their original um, homes that were built there. That is just amazing. Think that in forty years, what one man did. I mean, it was obviously more than one man. It was not only Rabbi Riskin. It was Mushko and many others. But Rabbi Riskin had a vision, and he was able to carry through with the force of his charisma, etc. And Kol um, Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And going back a little longer in time, a little further in time, in February of 1475... 1475. The first Hebrew book, this is coming from uh, Skula Magazine. It's a magazine of um, a Jewish history published in Israel. The first Hebrew book marked with a publishing date was printed in Reggio Calabria in Italy. Or Reggio, I don't know how it's pronounced. Um, Meaning, there, there were Hebrew books published before it, but this book has a publication date. So we know it's the first book to have a publication date that was printed in Hebrew. What was this book, the first one that we know when it was published? It's an edition of Rashi, Rashi's commentary on the Chumash. That's pretty amazing. The publisher was a Spanish Jew. Don't forget, this is before the Spanish Inquisition, a little before, Spanish Jew named Avraham ben Garton. And uh, he was a, a smart publisher. He, he showed really great insight and understanding. He, he picked Rashi to be the first book. Who would have thought it would be such a big seller? <laughs> well, he did, and, and we do. Now, this is interesting the publisher, Avram ben Garton, chose to use a cursive Sephardic script for the commentary. Meaning, he wanted, when he would publish the words of the Chumash, to have the regular font that you would use, but he wanted to differentiate between the words of the Torah and the words of of Rashi, of the explanation. And so he picked a different font to use. And it was a Sephardic kind of font. Italy was very Sephardic. Uh, A lot of influence from Spain. And it was a font that was uh, kind of understood in in Sephardic um, areas. And that is what we know to this very day as Rashi script or Ketav Rashi. So, to dispel any misunderstandings, any things they taught you when you were a little child in yeshiva, Rashi did not write in that font. Rashi wasn't even Sephardic. What we know as Ktav Rashi is the font that the publisher used in this early publication to differentiate Rashi from the text. 
And that, as they say, is the rest of the story. Two great anniversaries. We should celebrate more great anniversaries. Ariel Horowitz, Shabanu Habaita. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nahum Siegel Network. ראשון כשבאנו הביתה, זרקנו את התרמיל, אבל לא חלצנו נעליים, כי הבית היה צריך הרבה עבודה, בכל זאת עבר המון זמן, לך תדע מאיפה להתחיל. והיו גם את אלה שישר מהאונייה. בלי לחלוץ נעליים, בגבעות של התרום, הם בלי שהם נשארו, לך תדע מאיפה להתחיל. לפעמים ברעש הגדול הזה, אפשר לשמוע את רחש When it came out a while back, we uh, made a point of uh, explaining the words and the ideas in the song. It's been a while since we've played it. In general, the concept um, is that when we came to Israel, the original Halutzim, who ran away from Europe and ran away from religion in many cases he talks he says we threw away the backpack that we had and that's the metaphor for our heritage we threw it away 
and we built the country together and so forth. But he says that in that backpack that we threw away was all the equipment that helped us through the long trek that we had been on. And in it also was some form of guidance as to how to do this, where to start from, He is the son of Naomi Shemer, and one can tell it from the words of this uh, great song and many others that he has, Ariel Horowitz, Shebanu Habaita. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. A few weeks ago, I promised you that I would explain a song we played for over seven years that we're doing this show, we had not played any songs of Achinoam Nini. And we did so for the first time a few weeks ago. Why? Achinoam Nini, for a very, very long time, many, many decades, decades, was ready to sing and perform anywhere that she would be uh, either asked or paid to go, except in Yehudan Shamron. She refused to go to perform for the Jews who lived there who were ready to pay for her to come and give a performance like anywhere else. You know, she performed in some of the most amazing places around the world, including, by the way, um, the Vatican. She performed Ave Maria at the Vatican by invitation of the Pope. But she wasn't willing to go to Yehudan Shemron because she is a extreme leftists. Well, finally, finally, a few weeks ago, after some talking to some of the leadership and getting to know each other, she finally realized that this is not the way to deal with things. To boycott an entire segment of Israeli population, whether you agree with where they live or not, is not the way to do things. And so she went, she sat, she spoke, she listened, and then she performed. And um, so I felt like the time has come to uh, play something of hers, and I did. Don't have something for this week, but on occasion we'll play it. She's, she's got an amazing voice, and she's got some really, really great music, uh, music out there. Um, so let's see. We have... Um, We'll try and do this and another song. One more that the lyricist Yossi Gamzu wrote. It's um, a, a kid's song. It's very cute. It was presented in the first Festival Shirei Yeladim. And as a little kid, I remember my mother taking me there. And I heard this song sung by Dudu Dotan, Zichrona Livracha. It was very cute and very funny. Somewhat of a tongue twister. Ganan Gidel Dagan Bagan. Ganan, gardener Gidel, grew Dagan, which is a wheat, Bagan, in the garden. Ukshehigia Kaitz, Dagan Gadol, Gadal Bagan, Mamashal Harbor Kaim. Ganan Gidel, Dagan Bagan is the name of the song. Um, in, in tribute and memory to Yossi Gamzu, who wrote the words, My name is Mayor Weingarten, you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> Ganan gidel dagan bagan Shehi akayus Dagan gadol gadal bagan Mamash adeha dirkayim Shikh ganan begidulo Chita gam seora Vehadagan higia lo Varad achadua Az ma? Az klum? Az ma aze haganan? Okay, we just wanted to give you a taste of that. Ganan Gidel Dagan Bagan, very cute song by Yossi, uh, lyricist Yossi Gamzu. We're going to wrap up with uh, Yoharam Gaon and Ah, Eze Yom Yafeh. What a beautiful day. 
Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network. And my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, Yoni Pollock with After Further Review, covering the latest in the world of sports. And then Novak Now with Jake Novak. What's wrong with the polls, Jake asks, and he will answer. And why the Rambam is so important in today's crucial debate about socialism. Great show, as always. And then the Great Monday Music Marathon. Until next Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race.